Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Well, no, we ain't fine. But I always say the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. What? Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. What? What country are you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yeah. So you understand the words I'm saying to you? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more time. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? Welcome to the Lazy Geeks, the official podcast for thelazygeeks.com. Now here are your hosts, Sapien and Nomad. I do what I gotta do when I gotta do it. All right. No, we can go whenever you want. Let me turn the speakers off. Yeah, in the middle of it. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, number 41. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know why, but 41 sounds sexy to me. 41's a good age for a MILF. Oh, next podcast is 42. Yes. You know what 42 is, right? The, uh, the, um, isn't it the, 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 the meaning of life? The meaning of life yeah. in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I guess I know my recommendation for that podcast. Yeah, I guess I know the title for that one. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, um, if you haven't been watching the news, you notice the end of the world is coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fucking earthquake. It was an earthquake in Colorado. Which uh, was strange. Yeah. Uh, then there was an earthquake in uh, in Virginia, which was felt from North Carolina all the way up to what, fucking Maine. And uh, now there's a hurricane going up from North Carolina all the way up to Maine. So I'm wondering... 2012 was supposed to be next year, right? 2012! 2012! 
It was all supposed to be next year, right? I'm pretty I, sure I, it's yeah. 2011. Because I'm thinking, you know, what do we have to do to kind of slow this down? Do we have to go and right. stop the Earth's core from spinning? Or what was uh, that movie they did that? The core. The core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was an alright movie. <laughs> Completely dumb, but it was alright. <laughs> Ridiculous movie. Oh my god! Like that movie, 2012. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I watched is because John Cusack was in it. Yeah, that's the sole reason why I wanted to see it was because of him too. And um, yeah, I, I, the visuals were okay, but the whole time you're going really. Yeah, because apparently you know in that movie you can outrun a fissure from an earthquake in a limo. No, 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 no. You you didn't see it right. John Cusack can outrun. <laughs> let's let's get it real. All right, and so that's more John believable. Cusack, yeah, that's more believable. Yeah, because he's driving, you know, trying to beat that fissure while. Uh, fucking freeways are collapsing yeah. around him and He's shit. a steady boss. Yeah. You know, so... What are you gonna do? <laughs> he just gave it a rip. That's right. This is how it works for him. He <laughs> pretended it was a ski slope and he handled business. <laughs> well, see, that happens, you know, you do a movie better off dead and you can't get killed even by the end of the world. Right on. So... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh... Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Atomics Comics closed, uh, closed this last week. Yeah. Major, major comic store franchise in Arizona. All four locations, which was Phoenix, uh, Chandler, Chandler, Tempe, Tempe, Arizona, that's right. Yeah. I've been to all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, and some people were... There's one in Mesa, too, wasn't there? Yeah, Mesa, Arizona. Then... It was closed suddenly that even the employees didn't even know they were mm-hmm. closing. Uh, they shut their doors, and you know some people were, of course, quick to jump on and say that it was the publisher's fault because of the digital comics that they're releasing. And to be honest, that's you know I I think that's crap. Even in the letter that uh, that the uh, Malv was his name, uh, the owner of uh, Atomic Comics released was saying that it was the five years of the recession that really kind of did him in. Well, I mean. The comic book industry hasn't been doing all that well anyway, um, in non-movie terms. So, I mean, you know, and then the recession hit. And also, I mean, I I lived in Arizona for quite some time, and, and my main comic book shop was Atomic Comics. It's really all they have over there for comic books. Um, they have a few mom-and-pop shops, but nothing like L.A., or you're going to see in New York, or stuff like that. Uh, so that's your main place. And it was, it was, a, good, it was a good shop. And it's kind of sad to know that it's gone because now I know that the entire um, the entire Phoenix area pretty much a lot of those kids aren't going to be reading comic books anymore because it's I mean they were at the malls I mean the one in Chandler was at the very popular mall everyone would go in there mainly to look but they right. would go in there um, the one in Mesa was pretty big um, I used to go there and have Magic the Gathering tournaments because I am a sexy beast. <laughs> Ladies love it when you can cast spells and shit. Yeah. So any quakes. <laughs> but uh, it's sad to see it go. I mean that that was a big part of um when I was younger because when I moved from Boston, I moved to Arizona. My and I had high I was in high school in Arizona. That was a big part of my high school years. So oh well. Yeah. Um, I'd be more pissed if I lived there still. Yeah, that would. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody would be more pissed if they were living in Arizona right now. Um, in any terms, really. <laughs> Hotter than hell over there. Oh, man. But, yeah, so it, it was one of the... Uh, di- it's actually considered to be one of Diamond's uh, chief buyers. 
So yeah. wait, to, uh, you know, some people are saying, is this a sign of the times? No, I don't think it's a sign of the times. I just really think that this was just another victim of the recession. Somebody yeah. who, who probably didn't un, didn't realize that, the you know, the, you kind of have to handle business a little differently during a recession. You have to, you have to keep in mind where Atomic Commerce was. I mean, in Arizona, they didn't get many sales from walk-ins during the summer because no one is walking around Arizona during the summer. Literally, I would go there in my, in my car and there would be no one there. And I used to I used to be like, why is no one here in the summer? The kids are, you know, out of school, whatever. Because they're all in their house playing fucking video games because it's 125 degrees outside. <laughs> you know, so the comic book, any business that depends wildly on people walking by and advertisements in the window struggle in Arizona during the summer because no one wants to walk around that fucking place. It's like death. And then when those people people in Arizona that are used to the heat in the dead of winter, it's too fucking cold for them, so they don't want to go out either. <laughs> so, so you damned if you, you damned if you yeah. yeah. I go in the winter, though. The winters were nice. It was like 60 degrees. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's sad to see a, a big retail chain go, um, but you know, who knows? Maybe he'll come back again in some other facet. But, uh, you know, keeping on the on the comic, uh, comic goings on. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, apparently, <laughs> iTunes is now starting, starting pre-orders. iTunes. You can start pre-ordering movies on iTunes. Okay. Yeah. It seems that iTunes is attempting to ride the Marvel superhero train iTunes is allowing people to pre-order the download of Marvel's Thor, which will include a special behind-the-scenes feature and some other, other little goodies. This is a smart and dumb idea all at the same time. Smart because one of the things that keeps movie geeks from buying their favorite movies digitally is that they don't get any of the special features that come with the DVD or Blu-ray. So you're missing out on all the audio commentaries, mm -hmm. the Easter eggs, and some of even the, the special behind-the-scenes visuals that show up while you're watching the film. However, another problem with downloading the movie digitally is that the price isn't any less expensive than when you buy the movie um, without all the extra content. Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction, but I would still buy the Blu-ray and put the digital download that comes with the movie onto my iPod and play <laughs> it physically to begin with. Yeah. The stupid part of this idea is why the hell would you need to pre-order to a download of a movie? Are they going to run out? Or they're only allotting a certain amount of downloads per day. Yeah. I think the whole pre-ordering option is a silly idea to try and to get people to buy now. Well, buying movies on iTunes only made sense if Apple TV was popular, and yeah. it's not. So... Yeah, so... It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I also think pre-ordering this movie is a bit silly, because we all know everyone will have it, including your local Walgreens. So, you know, it, it's just it's just one of those things where I'm like, really, dude? Really, you want people to pre-order a download of a movie? Because <laughs> I'm still going to have to download it the day it comes out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's what's the problem here? Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of a game changer, hmm. Segway. Segway. Should have a, we should have a sound clip for that. Segway. <laughs> I'm recording. Segway. <laughs> You are a fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs> Make me bad, dude. I told you. That was the same cat that I, I uh, recommended last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems that there may be a big change for those of you that own a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation Portable. 
According to an exclusive at CNET, it seems that Sony is planning to streamline their entertainment system under one umbrella. Services like Curiosity and PlayStation Network may fall, un fall under the umbrella name the Sony Entertainment Network, or SEN, according to the CNET sources. Okay. They, ex they expect to reveal this at um, FIA 2011, which is being held next month in Berlin. CNET believes that it won't change the PlayStation Network logo outright, but it is designed to affect the Curiosity Music Unlimited and VOD services. They're not gonna, but they're not eliminating the chance that it could push PSN under the same umbrella. Apparently, the, the heir apparent, um, Kazoo Harai, I can, Kazoo, I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, is seen as the driving force behind this move. The sources say that uh, Hirai wants to put together all the services in one experience, which he believes has been fragmented over the last decade. CNET goes to add that it won't hurt the company to pull back from the PSN names and to distance themselves from the hacking incident. I don't particularly agree with that assessment. Sony, has been, if, um, Sony has, hasn't solely been hurting from the PSN outage. If that was true, Microsoft would have had to make some major changes to its name after the embarrassing debacle with the original releases of the Xbox. Mm -hmm. uh, with the release, uh, Engadget, re um, sorry, uh, Engadget showed off the new Sony S1 tablet, uh, the sheet, and noticed that the name Curiosity was missing from the literature. All that was listed was Music Unlimited and Movies Unlimited. It seems that, to make sense of Curiosity, has been kind of a sore spot for uh, Sony, as it hasn't really reached its full potential after two years, and un it's unlikely that it ever will. So it seems that uh, they're going to start wanting to kind of pull all their different brands and names and projects that they have and pull them under one actual uh, business heading. Umbrella. Um, yeah, business umbrella. Is it a good thing? I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> you have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to wait and see if it's a good thing. Um, you know, the problem with the whole video on demand is everybody owns that, and unless you were the first person out there, yeah, people are a victim of uh, routine. Oh, I can just get it off my cable company. Creatures of habit. We just really are, you know. Oh, well, I can get it off my, you know, my cable subscriber. Yeah, I pay six bucks for the movie, but... Is it any cheaper than downloading off of iTunes or Sony? Yeah. It really isn't. So Netflix. Yeah, or wait till Netflix gets it. So I really just kind of think that, uh, you know, they, there's going to be a lot of changes coming up, but to sit there and say that, oh, that PSN, is they're probably going to try to get rid of that name because of that whole debacle, I doubt that. I seriously, seriously doubt that. Yeah. But uh, who knows? We'll see. Speaking of Sony, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Segway, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> now, I don't know if um. What I've been told. Oh, I don't know if Nomad ever delved into PlayStation Home at all. Have, did you ever delve into PlayStation Home at all? No, man? you and Asian Fury tried to get me into that, but I still haven't. Well, because right. it's free and you know it's there. Uh, <laughs> well, it's also boring as hell. So <laughs> Sony. Uh, has decided to relaunch PlayStation Home, and honestly, honestly, I'm happy about it because it gets boring after a while, just wandering around and listening to stupid 13 year olds talk about dumb shit. Just kind of like Sims. Not as boring as The Sims, but close. Sims Three isn't boring. Um, whatever. Anyway, hey, I'm waiting for Sims Facebook. All right, that's what I'm waiting. <laughs> that's already out, dude. I'm already getting requests. 
Jesus <laughs> Christ. Another one I gotta block. So, <laughs> Sony hopes this relaunch will be a better experience for users with their with new hub destinations based on desired gaming experience. The new hub, quote, integrates games, quests, community events, and user-generated content while providing players with additional navigation, shopping, socialization, and entertainment options. (laughs) Um, With this new hub, players will be able to access everything PlayStation Home has to offer as well as view the activity board to check on quests or create their own events and share them with everyone else. You can also go directly into game content from the activity board as well. There are four main areas outside of the hub. So you got the hub, which is your central area to meet up with people to play games with, okay? Mm -hmm. If you don't, you know, have immediate friends. So basically, PlayStation Home, in essence, is a place to shop for shit so Sony can make money, which is fine. And a place to meet random people to play games with. Um, Outside of the hub... There's four main areas. Come districts, why not? The (laughs) the action district, sports walk, adventure district, and pier park. Now, what Sony has done here is designate each area a certain genre of games. Uh, The action and adventure districts catered to hardcore and action adventure fans, while sports walk is for sports nuts, of course. Uh, Pier park is an interactive theme park where gamers can ride the rides and play the games. So, on the site. TheLazyGeeks.com. Ooh. I posted an article about this, and the full press release is also listed there with all little details. It's pretty cool. I mean, they're adding a lot. They're trying to switch it up. It's nice to know that Sony is paying some attention to this because I think it has a lot of potential, and they kind of made it and just kind of left it there. So I think they really need to revamp it if they want anyone to really give a shit. Because honestly, PlayStation Home is what's really going to compete with that Xbox Live social network stuff that they have. Because right now the PlayStation is, you know, you can play with people online. Pretty <laughs> much social stuff going I on. I can play with people in person, too. Ooh, uh, speaking of playing with yourself, <laughs> I nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. Microsoft says the Xbox 360 isn't done in Japan yet, sir. Oh, no. That's right. And ma'am, whoever's listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> we previously reported the Xbox 360... Just plain isn't selling in Japan. We even went as far to discuss it on the Lazy Geeks podcast. Uh, what was it, the last one? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Available, yes. Available on iTunes, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead and comment and download. Um, <laughs> well, it seems, seems like stuff isn't done trying to win over the Japanese people. You know, I just realized that I just sold the podcast on my podcast. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> Uh, Despite major retailers in Japan dropping support for the Xbox 360, Microsoft EMEA Vice President Chris Lewis claims the company will continue to press on in Japan. Quote, no, of course we're not pulling out. (laughs) He's all Eurogamer via joystick at Gamescom. It's a challenging market. We are up against very strong competition there. All of our competition is strong. We're very respectful of what Sony and Nintendo do and where they've come from and what they bring. That's kind of cool. Like, he's saying, give them respect where respect is due, you know. Uh, Nintendo and Sony, of course, dominate the Japanese gaming market. It would be kind of it would be kind of weird if Sony didn't dominate. Yeah, the it'd Japanese. be kind of weird if the Xbox was the king. Like <laughs> that would that would be the official fail sauce for Japan right there. Put some fail sauce on your food and eat it. <laughs> Uh, so he, he goes on to say, Nintendo, particularly with the Wii... Now, this is cool. 
he gives respect but kind of slides right into why they're cooler. So let's 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 listen in. Oh yes, Ninten- <laughs> Nintendo, particularly with the Wii, have opened up a market opportunity there. Lewis continued, "We've leapfrogged that handheld technology with Connect. What we're seeing is users love using their own body without worrying about how to work a controller. So we so we God, I don't know why this is so hard to follow." So we see ourselves as, frankly... This is your article, too. Yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) A company that does bring an awful lot of firsts, and we've enjoyed fabulous success with Connect. Japan remains important to us. We're very committed to that market. Of course you are. The the development... It'd be a little odd if they were. Yeah. Yeah, we're more committed to the Czech Republic in Japan. (laughs) That would be strange. Uh, No disrespect to the Czech Republic. The development... We're focusing solely on the, you know, the Chinese firewall. Yes. Yeah. The... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the development community there is very important. Tokyo Game Show will be a notable element in the year as usual. So I kind of like um, how he gave respect because Xbox has, or I'm sorry, Microsoft on That's the Xbox time. side <laughs> has had uh, a history of talking shit, which is typical of an American company. Yeah. But the thing is, in Japan, they don't really do that. So it always makes Microsoft look like a bunch of fucking assholes, while the Japanese companies dominate the market quietly. <laughs> so, as oh, much as us, we have self-respect. Yeah. <laughs> as much as Americans like to say, "Oh, we make you know the greatest, one of the greatest game consoles in the world," Japan doesn't really agree with us. <laughs> well, the thing too is that Japan doesn't really have to prove it. Japan don't need to do shit. Because everybody knows that that's not the case. Japan also remembers that they're the reason video games even came back in this country. Yeah. After the Atari crisis back in the fucking... I can go on for days with this shit. <laughs> the end of the 80s or early 90s around. That was the, I think it was the late 80s. When the Atari had an influx of just shitty games and nobody oh started buying it anymore. And then Nintendo said, you know what? Here's the fucking Nintendo, better known as the Famicom in our country. Why don't you kick this around? <laughs> Mario, Zelda, done and done. So, you know, show some fucking respect. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of respect, <laughs> I'm reaching. Yeah, you're, I'm, I'm really reaching for these. Segments. I'm looking at these like going, where am I? Where's the? Where's the correlation? Yeah, not seeing it. Speaking of video games, the whole. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking so, of masturbation, yeah. <laughs> speaking of llamas, the Old Republic will launch with limited copies. Now, this was interesting to me. Um, Star Wars: The Old Republic is the upcoming um, MMO. We saw it at uh, Comic Con. That's where we were. Uh, <laughs> Game Informer, really? I didn't quite. Yeah. Game Informer reports that a representative of the Old Republic at Gamescom. Everything happens at Gamescom, you know. Yeah. Gamescom revealed plans to limit the game supply when launched. You may think that this... Fuck that. Basically, you might think this is a bad idea, but I'm kind of thinking it's a good idea. And at first, it's like, well, why would you limit it? But you know what? I'm going to explain it to you, because that's my job. The rep explains... (laughs) The rep explains that the purpose of of the limited release is to avoid server instability. Mm. Many, if not most, MMOs falter when they first launch and suffer from many server-related hiccups, limiting the amount of people will, of course, solve that issue by allowing EA to control how many people enter their servers at a time. Basically, they don't want everyone to enter all at the same time. Yes, because that would crash the system, and then they would have a horrible launch. So they don't want everybody to to come to the game all at the same time. Or on it. Yeah. 
<laughs> We've descended in the middle school. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in high school, but now I've descended in middle school. <laughs> so he he goes, EA's Frank Gibbio, whatever. Frank. Frankie discussed Frankie. an aggressive plan to scale their service to accommodate millions of gamers if they had to. Well, hopefully you'll need to. Um, quote, we're, we're pretty relaxed about what we're going to be able to achieve there. We'll be able to scale up and light and light up new servers on a fairly quick basis. We've got a we've got a plan to do that over the month months following ship. Mint. He just said <laughs> ship, but okay. And we've got a lot of capacity built into that. He said during a conference call as transcribed by Game Sutra. So basically long long short of it is they don't want to be like most other MMOs. They they it's kinda of sounds stupid though, because they don't want too many people buying their game but what, what they're really doing is they're going to limit it briefly don't think they're going to limit it for months they're only going to limit it maybe for like a couple weeks right so they can see now everybody's in the game how are their servers reacting to it what's their what's the load on it what can their servers hold how many people can be on each blah 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 and then they have the ability to make new ones immediately and then they can just whatever well it's kind of like because you know, normally we look at a lot of uh, well, like we we just discovered, like what just happened recently with uh, D, um, DCU, DCOU, um, that they started to consolidate everyone on servers. Mm-hmm. So instead of op- it's it's if you look at it, it's it's more cost effective because instead of having so many different servers for people to come on and then eventually consolidate them into small into you know. Yeah. Mega servers. Or the flip side, have two little servers, and then a lot of people are going to go, fuck this game, and they're yeah. not even going to try it again. Yeah. So, I mean, it could... it It's it's a, tr- it's a tricky slope, especially for a game that has been promised for so long, yeah. and people are just kind of like, oh, let the let this fucker come out already. Yeah, I know. So, so we'll see how it pans out. I am looking forward to this game, though. It, I am it does t- look sick. I, so. I, I know, like, I'm not a huge MMO fan, but... I, I definitely yeah, there's the occasional that tickles your fancy. Yeah, there, there's Star the, Trek Online. Yeah, you know. So we'll see. We'll That's see. all I can say. We'll see. Who knows what the future will hold, right? <laughs> uh, well, I guess as far as what the future will hold, oh into, uh, shit! Into what's coming out this week? New releases. New releases. So for Netflix, we've got uh, uh, I Love You. Uh, or was it? Uh, the full title of that is I Love You Shit. I Love You Shit. No, no, no. Because you didn't... Uh, I had a... Uh, we actually had a... Uh, uh, Sapien had gone ahead and put up some of the... Oh, Superman 2 is available on Netflix streaming right nice. now. Nice. Uh, but uh, he posted... Great, now it's not on here. Uh, oh, my gosh. God. Dang it. I swear, you waste yeah. so much time doing I mean, shit with you. Well, you're the one that put the. That's list what up. it said. It just said I, I love, love you, Philip Morris. Is okay, the fine. I love you, Philip Morris. Is uh, available on Netflix streaming right now. Boom. Uh, we also have <laughs> Beyond Scared. Straight. This is shit. Beyond Scared Straight season one. Have you ever seen this show? They fuck with these kids, dude. They bring them to hardcore prisons, man. And these people are screaming, spitting on them, just calling them pieces of shit. Kids are crying. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh man. 
uh, Mad Men additional episodes. Yeah, Mad, Mad Men has been on Netflix for a while, but they just added some some more um, recent um, episodes. It's a fucking great show. So. Yeah, when you yeah, because I've I've noticed recently that you'll see series series episodes available. Like I don't like the fact that they consolidated all of them to just one series. Like you can't put in. You know, season by season, it makes more sense. It does, but not all the episodes are released at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's like, problem. So you don't know what they have. Yeah, you know. and uh, like uh, Quantum Leap, they have yeah. half of one season, not all of another, and it's just it's they're just all over the yeah. place. The Avengers, Earth's, Earth's Mightiest, Mightiest Heroes, Hero. season one. That was a cool cartoon. So, <laughs> uh, not not a lot in games. Well, one major game released this week. Tropico 4. That's not it, but yeah. That is a major game. PC game. So? <laughs> That's called Dick Move. <laughs> that is a dick move. Uh, Madden is coming out. If, if anybody cares. Well, I was going to get to that. If anybody cares, oh, Madden's yeah. coming out. Uh, Body Dick Count, Man. Mortal Kombat Arcade Collection. Uh, yeah, Madden, Madden NFL 12. Uh, the Baconine. Baconine. That sounds like a game you would play at, like, fucking Burger King or something. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the and, Baconine. And Jumpgate Evolution. For the PC. Boom. For theaters, The Debt, which actually looks kind of an interesting, like, an interesting movie. I saw an extended trailer when I was at the movies yesterday. Uh, it, it looks kind of cool, because it's about um, the Mossad, which is the uh, Jewish, basically the badass of any secret intelligence agency yeah. that went after a um, uh, Nazi war criminal, something happened, and they're apparently having to pay the price so many years later. Quote, unquote, something happened. happened. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Apollo 18. Nice. I want to see this that shit, That looks kind of cool, yeah. Uh, and uh, a fail of a movie. Yeah. Shark Knight 3D. I mean, the only the only parts of that I like is when it's the shark's perspective and you see that ass kind of bouncing up and down yeah, on the water. And, but even nowadays, even that isn't really pulling me I'm, to a movie I mean, anymore. I mean, I'm not saying that's... I'm going to go to yeah, the movie. I'll, I'll <laughs> sit like, there and watch the, the commercial. The nice. I'll yeah. sit there and watch the commercial over and over again just yeah. to see that. It's... it's Yeah, I mean... It's a movie that's going to draw in the younger crowd just for maybe bring a girlfriend, too, so she can jump in your lap. <laughs> we all know. We all know the tactics, you know? <laughs> or or drop her face in that pop, popcorn bucket. Popcorn bucket. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> pop that popcorn bucket, baby. <laughs> Uh, and DVDs. A lot of TV stuff. Yeah, a lot of TV. Well, right now we're approaching, you know, the new fall season, so everybody's going to start releasing all their shit. Yes. Uh, Desperate Housewives 7, which I don't know why is still on the air. I think that's the... This is the final this season. This is the final... 8 is going to be the final, be the final season. season. So. Yeah, thank God. For all you ladies out there listening. Or guys that think you're ladies. Boom. Desperate yeah. Housewives. Hey, <laughs> Ava Longoria is hot. I'm just saying. She's hot, yeah. Not hot enough to watch that show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, House House MD season six. That that show to me, it's the same fucking episode over and over again. Like it really is like they're good actors and shit, but it just gets boring. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you. Yeah, he. Okay, somebody's gonna come in. Nobody's gonna know what's wrong. He's gonna know what it is. Everybody gonna says he's wrong. Then he he everybody finds out he's right. End of episode. You think after seven years they would have figured it out that this guy's gonna be right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you're just you're just denying it now. Yeah. Now you're now just being a, in denial. Now, now you're just being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Really what it now is. you're just a river in Egypt. <laughs> denial. Uh, Nikita season one. Ooh. Uh, Prom, which wasn't that a movie? Yeah. Wasn't it a Disney movie? No. Wasn't it? Maybe. I don't know. It's about kids that go to prom. 
Yeah, I think that's a Disney movie, which I think I saw like the trailer for and said, <sighs> Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Boom. That show's cool. That man. is a cool show. Season three. That's right. Uh, Vampire Diaries. Second season. Second season's coming out. Uh, comics this week. Oh, we, we got some. We got some big ones coming out this week. Yes, we do. Um, one that's not so big, but kind of a favorite of mine: Batman, Mad Love, and other stories. Trade, trade paperback. paperback. Um, some the Mad Love story, which is the basically the um, the origin we- story of Harley Quinn. Because oh. Harley Quinn originated from the cartoon. I was going to say Mad Love. Wasn't that? I thought that was a movie with Drew Barrymore, but that could be. It might have been, yeah. but um, the. She originated from the cartoon an episode called Mad Love, and then they, they moved it to the comic, and then she always stayed. Uh, that's actually a really good story. It's funny, you know, whatever. has the Joker in it. Some other stories are in there, too. Check it the fuck out. Uh, Flashpoint five, 5 of 5. The one that they said at Comic-Con. everyone needs to read, because yeah. that answers everything. Yeah. The one that you spent an hour sitting at a panel, yes. and all the answers were Flashpoint 5. If there, basically, if there's one comic book from DC that you buy this month, Please, please make sure it's Flashpoint Five. If there's now, now, if there's two comics, if there's two from by DC, Justice League One, <laughs> which means- is the start of the New Fifty Two, this is brand new shit. Peep this out because Justice League One is looking sick. Not Teen Titans, yeah, Justice League. Okay. Now, now we, I had mentioned this on the podcast on the on the website, but I'm doing this now because it's Monday. Wednesday's usually New Comic Book Day. A lot of places are doing. The big 52 uh, w- uh, special deal with the 52s is that if you buy all 52s, you can pick them up for 100 bucks, Which is a pretty good deal. Which is a really good deal. Yeah. It's actually about almost 40 bucks um, off. And that's all 52s that you can sample. Granted, not all of them are going to be winners, Teen Titans. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know... I mean, no, there's a market for Teen Titans. There is I mean, a market for it, but even... even I was talking to... Uh, oh, that Suicide Squad. That Dude. Suicide Squad looks good. I was talking to uh, one of the guys from our local uh, comic uh, hangout, and he's the owner, and he was even saying that this looks worse than normal. So that's yeah. kind of a sad point to say for who, that. Who is writing and doing the out of that? Do, we, do, do you know offhand? I don't know offhand, but I, I know it's a guy who's not all that well-regarded. It's weird that they're doing that with... They, I would suspect them to put someone heavier on Teen Titans, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, I've never uh, read Teen Titans anyway. But, yeah, if you're going to buy two DC comic books this year, make sure one of them is Flashpoint number 5 this and month. Justice League 1. Yeah. This month. You said this year. There's plenty of DC comic books you need to be buying this year. Again, this year. You bastard. <laughs> the new Batman, the new Superman, no, Suicide there's, Squad. There's going to be a lot. Um, I think what we should do is... Um, the Western one? Yeah, we should probably list some of the ones that I think that... I think that's what we should do for the site, is for list our suggestions oh, for... That's work. <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think um, uh, you can take the DC ones, and then... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea. I, I think we should do a, a joint thing where we... Yeah. Because I, I know you had a few on there that you wanted that I wasn't that interested yeah, in. Yeah, so. so, like, uh, Gotham, the the early Gotham. No, I'm kind of interested yeah. in that now. But, yeah. uh, so, Suicide Squad, well, I can't keep saying that, dude. Um, on the Marvel side, we've got uh, Mighty Thor 5, which is actually getting into a good, good area right now. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 668, which is part two of the whole Spider Island uh, deal, which is... Everybody in Manhattan's turning into basically a spider. Yeah, so that's, sounds weird. It does sound. I haven't weird, read it though. But, 
Uh, part two is coming out uh, this week. Uh, Incredible Hulk's six fifty um, six thirty five, the final issue. Yeah. And as I reported earlier this week, there it looks like they're going back to the hill, like I said they probably would, with um, Incredible Hulk number one. Boom. So uh, also, everyone's favorite Archer, Ultimate Hawkeye, comes out this week in a mini in a um, in a mini series. Issue one comes out this week. Uh, later this week, uh, this last week, Ultimates number one, the new Ultimates by uh, Jonathan Hickman came out this week. I still haven't yet read it, so I'm going to read it and probably write up a review because nice. he's part of the whole new Ultimates line that's coming out, which is Hawkeye, uh, the new Spider-Man, obviously, Ultimates, and uh, Ultimate X-Men. Yes, and so. also September, um, I know we've been falling short on DC reviews. That's my fault. September will mock the month that I get officially back into comic books. So expect some reviews from me as well um, on the latest book, especially in the 52 realm. I'm going to be trying to follow that as much as I can. Uh, well, this week, as uh, a lot of you have uh, probably heard, if not, what rock have you been living under? Uh, Mine? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Jobs had resigned as the CEO of Apple. Now, of course, everybody's wondering... And he officially did this, by the way. Yeah. It's not just smoke and yeah. errors like always. Yeah, he resigned as CEO, but he's still going to be, you know, chairman of the board. Which means that he'll still have some power of suggestion. And his uh, replacement was uh, Tim Cook. And uh, now, everybody knows that for a long time, you know, Steve Jobs has been fighting pancreatic cancer. Which is rough on anyone. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, that's, that's just hard to go through. And you knew there was a point... That he wasn't going to be able to perform his duties, and he said that once I will be able to do that, um, he'll be I'll, the first to tell you. I'll, he'll, I'll, t I'll tell you guys. So, you know they've had this succession plan in uh, in store for a while. So, of course, you know people are still are asking the question: Will it survive? Will it not? And I posted I posted an article about it, and I kind of and I, I and I know personally, Sapien has no opinion on this whatsoever. Um, I have an opinion. And it can't be a, a fuck Apple. No, I'll I'm, after you, I'll give a legit opinion. <laughs> um, I personally believe that Apple, there will not be an immediate effect of Apple. The only people that will bail on the stock are those shaky day traders that, oh my god, any changes, the, you know, suddenly a breeze goes up their leg, they panic and sell off stock. That's going to be the only thing that's going to happen. As far as in anything immediate, we've got the iPhone 5 coming out. Early next year is going to be the iPad 3. We're going to also have, right now there are rumors that they're testing out an iPhone with 4G. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know they're working on their whole, um, there's the iCloud. So you know they've got stuff already planned that's going to come out. Now it's, now most of the stuff we can figure is going to be a hit, with the exception of the iCloud. There's yeah. oh, that, that kind of stuff that you can never be too sure maybe, on. Maybe stop naming everything with I in front of it, too, because that's <laughs> getting annoying. Yeah. But yeah, it's just You personal. do Lord yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. throw a Z in. Nobody yeah. uses that anymore. <laughs> Z-phone. Not Z-phone, right? No, then you sound French, and then you sound pompous. Really uh, pompous. I'm you know? sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry you brought that up. Yeah. Maybe you a know. Y. Again, uh, our apologies from the Lazy Geek to Apple, because nobody needs deserves to be called French. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not cool. Not French-American. Yeah. French. <laughs> not French-Canadian. Yeah. yeah, ooh, those are sexy girls and kids. You know what, what happens? Let's move on. Dude. We're going back to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you some pictures of some nude bras that I'll be fine. Um, but, uh, but to be honest, you know, we, we talk a lot, of, a, a lot of stuff about Apple and their business tactics. Right. 
Now, there's something that I, I that I know I've explained before is that you know, regard from their business tactic versus their technology, they've been innovative. You know, and I would be ignorant to say otherwise. Yeah, and and you know, somebody always says, "Well, you know, they they started doing the whole MP3." No, tech, Napster did that. Yeah, Napster came out and started showing people the util- how to utilize an MP3. Problem was, is Apple came with the iTunes to make you do it legally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Napster really changed. Napster the changed music the face industry. of music. Yeah. yeah, it changed the face of music and how we listen to it and and all that. And Apple took that and decided, hey, you know what? We should offer a legal option. <laughs> yeah. So people can still pay for it. Ninety nine cents record. Let's just let, let remind people that record companies weren't all that into ninety nine cent music. No, they weren't. Um, they were more into eighteen ninety nine per album. Yeah. And uh, and so you know, with the start of of you know iTunes and then the iPod and um, the iPhone and then now the Mac notebooks, which they really scored with. You know, they they've been innovative uh, and were not taking them, and that was all because of Steve Jobs. But before Steve Jobs came back, the company was floundering, big time. Yeah. When he came back, people also need to remember, people tend to forget that Microsoft gave money to Apple for them to stay afloat. Yeah. Uh, they need competition. Yeah. And also, too, you know, they they like Apple, and they they made software for them. And I, yeah, and, and people, need, people always act like it's some East Coast, West Coast gang war. Microsoft and Apple work together on a lot of things. Yeah, they they have different ideologies. Yeah, and and that's where a lot of it comes from. But the thing is, is you need one without the other. And and Microsoft knew that, and so did Apple. And you know, and then Steve Jobs too. I mean, the guy you know started Apple. He he put money into Pixar when they wanted to, when Pixar decided to break off from Lucasfilms and do its own thing. You know, this guy has been innovative his whole his his basically his whole career. His whole life, as far as uh, involved in uh, electronics and computers and everything like that, I. But I don't think I think for at least the next ten years. I'm giving it ten years because that's when around the ten year mark is when we'll start to see the Cook era influence. Whether Cook is still there or not, yeah, it, that he I might think, just be a placeholder. You he, never know. He what's could, going yeah, on. he could be there until someone better comes along or. To see how well he does and tell everybody goes, you know, hey, you fucked this up a long, long enough. Because right now they're going to be kind of using the. This is still uh, the Steve Jobs era when those new phones and all the new iPads come out for at least the next ten years. That's going to be uh, still Jobs' era. So I, I think for a while we probably won't see any real downturn in Apple. But uh, that, that's my opinion. I, I think that's kind of. I think ten years is probably logical. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you have to say? Well, Apple's not just kidding. <laughs> Apple sucks. No. <laughs> um, and we were talking about this earlier, and I really see this as an opportunity for Apple to start moving into everyone's home, and not just the trendy hipster kids. Yeah. Um, Apple is off the top of my head good at two things. One is stability. Apple computers are very stable. Yeah. Mainly because they don't give you a lot of options. But still, they run off a Unix platform. They're very stable. And I will never take that away from them. Um, and also for video editing and the like. Yeah. Um, that's great. And they're also good at another thing. Being pretty. Now, the problem is, is the Apple form factor is so well known now, it's no longer trendy. It's just the way Apples look. 
I think what they need to do is they need to start focusing on some productivity software. Um, they need to start focusing on getting their computers into businesses, yeah. getting their computers into the day-in-day -day operations of life. Not just the college kids who want to vlog. Not just, um, you know, fucking, who else buys apples? Trendy people. Mm. Or not just the, the music industry. They, they use Apple a lot. The video editing industry. Um, but in order to get me to buy an Apple, let's say me. I would need to know, A, that it's a little cheaper than an AR, and also that they they need to have models that are for day-to-day -day living. They're, they're not designed to look cool. They're not designed... I don't give a shit about that. Most people don't. Most people don't care how their computer looks. They just want it to work. And Apples work, but they only work well with Apple stuff. Yeah. And I think it's it's rather... It's bad business for the company that their best office suite is Microsoft Office. Mm. That's not good. They have an office suite, but it is by far not the best office suite that they can offer. I think they really need to buckle down and do this. Now, this cook, this cook guy, maybe he'll do that. I mean, we saw when um, Bill Gates stepped down that Microsoft really changed. Look at Windows 7. Look at the, the new things they're doing uh, for the younger generation. They're moving in more of an Apple direction towards the younger generation because they needed to go that way. Yeah. See, the problem is, is Apple and Microsoft are on two ends of the spectrum and they need to start moving towards the middle a little bit. And Microsoft is doing that. I'm not saying Bill Gates was screwing up, but he was old business. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that um, Steve Jobs has been doing things the same way for so long. The, the biggest problem with Apple right now is marketing and they, they're, they're creating their own small market and they need to broaden their horizons a little bit because honestly apples are good machines well also too you got to look at that steve jobs was the marketing tool yeah everybody always said that everybody listened because it was steve jobs and you know i i think that too many people still kind of do the same thing with microsoft you know they're like oh it's microsoft bill gates bill gates bill gates hasn't run the company in a while mm -mm. so you know it's like okay we we need to get past that you know uh and, and yeah, you know, like we were talking about earlier where, uh, you know, everything's updated for Windows because most people use Windows. Why? Because they're inexpensive. And most of the times they do what you want it to do. Yeah. You can do what you want to do with a Windows. And live in color. I, I knew that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a Windows program. Yeah. A Windows program will say, oh, you want to drop it here? No, 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 no. I want to drop it here. Oh, Okay. It will bitch. Maybe sometimes it'll bitch out at you. Yeah. But it'll eventually happen. You also have many more options. Um, the gaming market yeah. alone. I mean, they really need to start getting into the game on Max. I mean, especially your <laughs> your marketing to the younger generation. You would get so many more younger people if you had the video games on there. And they do have some. I mean, all Blizzard games are developed on Max, so all Blizzard games have Mac ports. But well, actually. More specifically, all Blizzard games have Windows ports. Um, mm -hmm. But they need to start branching out to these things. I mean, they've been... Yes, they the machines have gotten more powerful. Yes, they've gotten prettier. Yes, they've designed more, like, the, the air and, and more innovative things like that. But honestly, if you really look at the software, not much has changed. Yeah. Right? And, and that's your bread and butter. Well, it was like uh, Sony decided to start doing a... Um, a uh with their new S pad, their S tablet. Yeah. They have where they have the throwaway feature where they can throw something from their tablet to the TV. Here's something new. 
It doesn't even have to be a Sony product for them to do that to. And that's the point. And that's the problem, is that you'll have Apple, which can do it to any Apple product. Yeah. But Apple is so, like, it's so closed. Apple wants, and Steve Jobs has always been like this. Steve Jobs wants, or wanted, everyone, all their electronics be Apple. You had the iPhone. You had the Apple TV. You had an iMac. Everything was Apple. So they only played well with each other. Now you can get it to play with other things too, but you gotta really screw with it. And most of the Apple crowd, not most, but they're they're marketed towards people that don't want to screw with their computer. Yeah. You know, so they're forced to go buy shit. And it almost seems to me like they're trying to trick people into buying all <laughs> Apple products. Uh, I don't know, but all I know is the um, Apple has. Yes, they they make a lot more money than they did in the past, but they still are a extremely small fraction of yeah. the majority of computers in the world today. Yeah, because if you figure like, oh well, you know, companies are trying to get into tablet products, uh, people are buying iPads or whatever. You know, the thing is, is that, and uh, and Dixie Chick and I were talking about this. I don't need an iPad. And I think there's quite a bit of people that don't need it. I don't think anybody needs an iPad. And uh, some people do because, you know, oh, well, it's bigger than their iPod or whatever. It's a natural progression for those Apple people. But for non-Apple people, it's not necessary. You know, and um, like uh, like she was saying that she, on her Kindle, one of her friends was like, well, why don't you get an, I- oh, why don't you get an iPad and it would be better for your book? She goes, because I don't need everything in one thing. She goes, I don't mind having... A Kindle, which is less than carrying the book. Yeah. She goes, I don't care. And and that's one of the things I was looking at. That's just that, different ways of thinking. Yeah. And I, I, I think that Apple has two ways to go. I mean, they're big now. No company ever stays this big. Anybody who says that they will, yes, those are the same people that the banking industry thought that, oh, yeah, you know, Everything will be fine as far as uh, as far as home loans and things like that. The bottom will never drop, or the internet bubble where people were paying millions of dollars for nothing. Yeah, all of those, the housing, uh, the, yeah. everything, everything dies. So one of the things that people need to understand is that Apple will need to either innovate and expand, innovate and or expand. They need to expand their base, try to get the people. That, that, that aren't as trendy. And those, you know, the trendy people that are the, I don't want everybody to have what I have. Shut up. Yeah. You know. Stop, it, stop living because it's trendy. Yeah. You know, don't be so emo. Yeah. Just, just do things because they're the right thing to do. Yeah. Let more people will get it. You either expand or you, you know, it turns back to the way Apple was in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, barely able to stay afloat. I'm going to be completely honest. If Apple had the same um, video game support as as Windows and also was more open to me altering it, I would probably buy a Mac. Those are the only two things that really stopped me from buying a Mac. No. And I don't like trendy shit, but that's also <laughs> not that's not a reason not to buy something. Yeah. That's like saying, I'm not buying it because it's stupid. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's retarded. <laughs> uh, so speaking of retarded... Well, two things, just two quick things I want to add to the Apple thing. Um, the two things I really want to see, I mean... Apple's changing now. The two main things I want to see with their software, add Flash to your fucking phones and iPads. It's not even funny now. I mean, one of if you ask most Android users why they didn't buy an iPhone, they'll say 4G and Flash. Yeah. Okay, so move along. <laughs> um, 
The second thing I would like to see, but probably wouldn't happen, put the put the iOS on other machines. Open it up like Windows. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. You know, don't don't say, well, you have to buy my machine to have, you know, run an iOS on a on, on a, a fucking a IBM or something. You know, <laughs> just just something nuts, dude. I bought this a- Alienware and I'm running iOS. Yeah, <laughs> shake it up. Yeah, you know, unless you want me to do it hack wise, which I've done before too. Um, <laughs> all right. Speaking of hack, no, just kidding. <laughs> that was so. <laughs> why not? I say, this, you know what the name of this podcast is? Failed segues. Um, say what again? <laughs> say what again? Razor, not the knife, not the little blades, but uh, Razor the peripheral company for for computer games um put in an ad in the wall street journal last week yeah i, I wrote an article about it on the lazy geeks lazygeeks.com keep it real uh, uh, uh lazygeeks.com the lazy wow yeah with an s at the end yeah. um <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> uh saying pc gaming is not dead um, now this, I'm not going to read it, but they, there was a long article, whole page spread, Wall Street Journal, and also it went into kind of kind of poking, not poking at the console industry, but poking back at the console industry. Because the console industry's really been, PC games dead, it's all blah, 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 you know, whatever. Anyway. Now, obviously today, from this and the Lazy Geeks as well, uh, we found out why they put that in, because they were hinting towards a new... Mach- a new uh, device. They just came out with what they're calling the Blade, um, which is a $2,800 laptop. And we're not talking a Blade sequel, the no. movie. No, not at all. Um, 2800 bucks. Which, But honestly, if you really look at this machine, I can't remember where I saw it, but I fully agree with this comment. This laptop, they're saying it's the future of video, or of uh, gaming laptops. I think it's the future of computers, because the keyboard... You have your main keyboard, and then off to the side where, like, the 10 key would be, there's these buttons that are little screens, and you can change what it displays. It could, it could show what the button does, like, you could have a Firefox button with the Firefox logo on it, or it could display data inside of a, inside of a video game, tell you how many rounds you got left, and this and that, and this and that. I mean, it's really amazing technology. Right now, it's fucking expensive. Right. But it's amazing technology. And it was out a few years ago anyway, and some keyboard was doing it. The keyboard was like a grand. But it's, it's pretty amazing. So, that's all done. Right? We know what Razer wanted to show us. It was cool. All right. But I really want to discuss the future of PC gaming. And I think this this comes right off of the what we're talking about in Apple, too. What... Where is it going? Is it dying? I mean, so many people say that PC gaming is dying, or it's dead, or they've been saying that for like 10, 10 years now. Um, how do you think it sizes up to the console market, and what differences are seen in the PC gaming market as opposed to the PlayStation or the Xbox 360? Nomad? <laughs> well, I think one of the... I don't think it's dead. I think it's really going to start to become more of a niche uh, because one thing is that once you have a console like the, the PlayStation, not even necessarily the PS3, the PS2, anything like that, Xbox, Xbox 360, anytime you have a console uh, that becomes essentially the entertainment center of someone's living room, they're going to constantly look at that as being, oh, it's a PS3, cool, I can get that. Oh, yeah. it's for the Xbox. Um, PC gaming really, like, for me... I, I think it's just a difference. Like, I'm not a big PC gamer. I, I played STO. 
Um, and I'm Star Trek re- and now I'm really looking forward to uh, the new Star Wars game, which the Old Republic looks pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I mean we've seen the trailers. We saw it. Uh, we saw it at Comic Con. I saw it at Comic Con last year, and I saw it again at Comic Con this year. And I'm like, yeah, it's been very anticipated. I'm like, fucking release it already. I'm, but I'm not, you know, very big on, you know. M- uh, MMOs, R- um, RPGs, anything in that realm. However, I kind of like story-based games that the consoles do, and I think that's the difference: is the methodology. Action RPGs. Yeah, you want them to like, like Fable and stuff like that. Um, that's an action RPG. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I like like I like to have like a straight objective. You know, like you always have World of Warcraft and and all of that, where it's quest and you kind of open world and kind of yeah. do whatever, but you know, and it's kind of like what uh, Grand Theft Auto was. You know, you have all these different things you could do within the concept of the game. Then you've got games like Uncharted, where you have to go on a mission, do this, and move linear. on. Very linear. And I kind of like that versus, you know, sandbox kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's dead. I really don't. Um, I think console gamings are just getting a bit in on themselves to to say that they've killed off something else. But two, also, you got, um, when you look at the, the, the games, you may want to offer, and I know that you can play uh, um, Call of Duty, you know, on uh, Battlefield 3 on your computer. Yeah. There's a PC version of it. Um, but then two, the little, I like the controllers. I really kind of hate, <laughs> I really kind of hate Control P, you know, move, and then the, the, arrow buttons, you know, it kind of, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, fuck, dude, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's just me, though. But, uh, you know. What does Control P do? I don't know, I'm just it's talking so much shit. <laughs> it's obvious that you haven't played a PC first-person shooter in a while. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, well, no, there were some, there were some in uh, Star Trek where you had to do control. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. some of the phaser controls and things like that. Those are MMOs, though. Those, those get funny. You yeah. should see Eve online. I feel like I'm in a ship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many buttons. Uh, but that's the thing, you know, and, and for me, it's just, I like more linear structure, and that's why I've, I've never been big on on uh, computer games. But I, I think, too, that, uh, you know, seeing how some of the games look on a PC like if you have the right equipment. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too. Is Cost like, is a big problem. Co- yeah, that's the one thing too is that if you don't have a computer that has the good um, the good uh, graphics card and doesn't have the good uh, yeah, like that beast you're holding up yes. there. You know, you don't have the, the right amount of RAM. It gets choppy and it becomes least fun to play. With my PS3, plug it in, plug it to my TV, everything's good to go. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, if you have the right equipment, I, I like the way it looks better. But all in all, I don't have the money to, to really invest Yeah, in. that's always the problem. Yeah. But I, I think that if more companies spent a little more time and kind of, you know, geared more of their stuff to PC, because it's always coming to PlayStation, coming to Xbox. And, it's and then, and then the it's like, you know, then it's like, and PC. You know, it's like not. It's like a half a breath when you say it, but uh, yeah. But that, that's just me, though. I, I I don't think it's personally. I don't think it's dead, but I think it's very niche. Yeah, and and then on the flip side of the coin, I'm into sandbox games and and MMOs and 
all that crazy shit. And I, I prefer my games to be less linear than linear. And um, the one the one glaring uh, genre of video games that is wildly better on the PC is MMOs. And, and they're... The only MMO I can really think of, well, two come to mind, that have been on consoles is DC Universe um, and Free Realms. Free Realms is kind of a kiddie one, though, but still it's an MMO all the same. Um, DC Universe, as most of us know, is not faring too well. Um, they just consolidated some servers, not as many people playing as they thought. That might have been helped by the Sony servers going down, but, you know, whatever. And also could have been helped if you know, they actually kept the promises of how many characters. And yeah, that helps. That if, helps. If you yeah. actually do what you're saying that you're yeah. going to do. Um, we'll offer 16 characters! Yeah, well, in the initial installment, we're going to give you 7. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, they were just that guy. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I game on PC a lot more um, than consoles. I actually, opposite of uh, Nomad, I prefer the keyboard and the mouse to first-person shooters. Um, but this all depends on what you were first playing that kind of game on. Um, I had a computer long before I had a console. Um, so I, I really, I got used to first-person shooters on the console. And what some people don't realize, too, before Halo, the best first-person shooters were always on the PC. Halo completely revolutionized yeah. the way we control first-person shooters on uh, the console, and that's great. You know, it, it actually really gave some freaking steam to that genre because it wasn't doing all that great on the console. Um, I think that PC gaming is a little more the niche, but I understand where Nomad's coming from because the major games and the reason why I'm PC gaming most of the time is be the strategy games, mm-hmm. the open world RPGs, the MMOs. I play Civilization. I play Eve Online. I mean. You can play games that are wildly more complex because the computer is capable of making games that that complex. Uh, now, the problem is, well, the problem for PC gaming is consoles are getting there. They're graphically they're there, but processing wise, they're kind of they could they could. There's room for improvement. I mean, um, there even were talks. There were talks a while ago, and I don't know if this is ever going to happen, of moving Eve Online to to the PlayStation. If they did that, my my wife asked me, would you play it on the on the PlayStation? And I would say, no, because I need a keyboard. Because that game is too complex to use a controller with. I literally use almost every key on my keyboard when I play that game. Not only chatting, too. I mean, you're talking with people as well. That's another thing. is PC, PC gaming has always been a little more interactive in a social sense. Because you can... Well, I mean, consoles, you can speak to people now with headsets but you could type to people and that's been going on for a long time in PC gaming but I think MMOs are really keeping PC gaming going and and I think PCs are always a step ahead technology wise but like Nomad said you gotta have the money to have that technology too I mean I held up my Alienware laptop like a boss but it's not the most powerful Alienware laptop by a long shot you know it was under a grand that should tell you enough so do I think PC gaming's dead? No, I don't. Do I think it will ever die? No, because there is, there are certain games that strategy games, open world RPGs, that are just so much better on the PC. And there is always going to be a first person shooter market on the PC because there are a lot of people that prefer the keyboard and mouse combo 
like myself to the controllers. I am the shit. I'm not into my own home horn, but I'm the shit at first person shooters on the on the computer. Really? You're not shooting your own yeah. horn? You're not I'm too- mildly okay on the consoles. I, I, I just, I'm okay. Keep in, keep in mind that he talks major amount of shit when he's on the console. Well, that's the point. Well, I'm better than you. I'm just, ah, what's up? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just better on the, I'm better on the PC. But like I said, it's all what you're used to. And more and better and more, is subjective. Yes, of course. I'm better than like a five-year-old. Um, <laughs> that's what your wife said too. Ooh. Oh! More and more, uh, people are are more used to consoles than PC. So later on, PC gaming might die um, for first-person shooters. But there's always going to be a market for the strategy games and the you know the Eve Online's and the World of Warcrafts and all that. But of course, I can hook a Bluetooth keyboard to my PlayStation, so who fucking knows? You know what I mean? Uh, a keyboard might just become another controller. That you hook up to your consoles mm-hmm. later on, so that you throw when you're pissed off, you know. Yeah. Like you throw your, your, and honestly, if if they had a keyboard and mouse controller set for the PlayStation and they put Eve Online or World of Warcraft, I'd play it. <laughs> it's easier, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? DRM is a big issue with PC gaming too. That gets fucking annoying. Yeah, I bet. The product keys and your shit's being stolen and it's, no. That don't happen on the console. Not to mention, maybe. now you're going to have to be permanently connected to the internet while you're playing. Yeah, I got to buy Diablo, Diablo 3. I'm going to permanently connect to the internet the entire time that I'm playing the game. That shit is going to kill PC gaming. Yeah. Because it's fucking annoying. So, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. But Shitty. that's that's our, our individual opinions on PC gaming. Uh, so, by the way, I was just skimming through Twitter right now. Ooh. You know Dan Cortez. sounded dirty. I don't it know does why. sound dirty, doesn't it? Dan Cortez has his own fucking Twitter account. Who is Dan Cortez? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Dan Cortez? Uh, he used to be on fucking MTV back in the nineties, and he has a Twitter account. And I'm like, dude, you haven't been on anything since. You know, it's like, come on. That's lame. You know, that's like me being on Twitter. Oh wait. Oh wait, you I are. Am. Burn. Burned yourself. I'm on Twitter too. Yeah. So speaking of douchebags, segway. Speaking of douchebags, I'm on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) See how I I worked in the whole Twitter thing to get us together. Anyway, uh, it looks like it's time for some uh, douchebaggery. So, (laughs) uh, my first douchebag of the week is uh, I didn't even think of a funny title because this itself is funny. The new Hellraiser movie. Clive Barker is apparently angry at uh, Dimension Films. And, and anybody who who has a stiffy for Pinhead and any of the, the 80s Hellraiser movies should be angry too. Uh, <laughs> I've not been a major fan of the Hellraiser franchise. And to be honest, I actually kind of forgot about it. But I remember seeing, you know, all the sequel stuff and, you know, the late 80s. But it appears that there is about so- there's something that happened with the franchise. Dimension Films has made it known that they want a reboot of the franchise by Drive Angry collaborators Patrick Lucier and Todd Farmer. It has long been rumored to be ha- handling the reboot, which they swear they aren't going to retell Clyde Barker's story. However, it seems that there's going to be some time before that movie is made. Like most characters... 
Studios have to use the characters within a certain amount of time before they lose the rights. So, in their infinite wisdom, Dimension Films decided to do another film and try to retain the rights by doing Hellraiser Revelations. By the way, did I mention that it was a direct-to-DVD release? <laughs> uh, I had to I had to watch the trailer, and it's bad. Not even bad in the sci-fi original movie kind of way. This is bad in a Cinemax After Dark kind of way. If it if they added random sex scenes and hot girls, they would you would see it on late night on the cable network. It's so bad that even Clive Barker had cried foul against the film. He ranted on Twitter, "Hello, my friends. I want to put on the record that the flick out there using the word Hellraiser is no fucking child of mine. Uh-huh. I have nothing to do with the fucking thing. If they claim it's from the mind of Clive Barker, it's a lie." It's not even from my butthole. Wow. Yes. Direct. Didn't even shit it out. Yeah. You know what? The old Hellraiser movie was pretty sick. Yeah. This one, is, this is the first time even the dude that played Pinhead didn't even come back for it. <laughs> uh, I seriously don't blame him. The movie is such a bad story and jumps from being like a Blair Witch style to a traditional narrative. I kind of want to see it just because <laughs> it's so bad. My favorite is the part of a da- of the shot of downtown Los Angeles that's supposed to that they're supposed to be leaving, but I don't recall seeing those kind of red building housing squares in downtown LA. So, uh, and Lame. I live here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I placed the trailer on the website, and you should all chime in and on this disaster of a flick. Uh, so speaking of lame, Comcast is going to make versus... That's Yeah, basically. <laughs> Comcast is going to make versus lame. Now, while Comcast has been trying to stop DirecTV from promoting the NFL Sunday ticket for God knows what reason, they are planning to utilize their newly acquired versus sports channel. Now, if you've seen the channel, it's usually more of an alternative sports channel. You see a lot of extreme biking and other things you usually don't see on ESPN. Since the merger of NBC Universal and Comcast... They will be ditching the Versus channel and going to rename it NBC Sports Network starting January 2nd, which is lame. <laughs> However, uh, this is what happens to a channel when some, when that is somewhat cool and is bought out by a big name. I can't wait to see what they do with G4. In any <laughs> case, they are planning to show their first NFL program, especially made for the TV. Don't get too excited, folks. It isn't anything groundbreaking. It's simply a cheap attempt to get NFL crowd that isn't watching DirecTV's Sunday Ticket, ESPN's Relentless Coverage, and NFL Network's Red Zone. Comcast's show is called NFL Turning Point. Nothing much is known about the program except that it will be giving you behind-the-scene coverage of two particular games that week. I think football's pretty much covered. I think they got it covered, too. (laughs) Granted, I don't watch Versus all that much, but I am generally entertained when I do come across the channel. I think it's annoying that Comcast would change it to promote their own sports channel, which has been hurting since they um, they have only one NFL program on their major network, mm-hmm. Sunday Night Football. It does um, it does well, but unless you have major sporting programming like ESPN, you are simply throwing good money after bad. Pretty much. I knew this merger with Comcast would be lame. Uh, would be the lame blow for the struggling NBC Universal, which hasn't been able to do anything completely right since their '80s. Thursday night television lineup. I think this is the latest attempt to try and make yourself a force in sports when there are too many sports networks that have done done it and succeeded. 
How many ESP channels are there now? ESPN channels are there now? <laughs> Too many to count. ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN 27, live variety show coverage. <laughs> I mean, ESPN not only covers football, but they cover it well. Yeah. There's, there's no need... There's no need for... You're just... What What is the term about straws? You're, you're yanking at straws or pulling at straws or... Basically, you're stupid. Don't. It's already covered. You're just yeah. trying. They're just trying to pull in more people for nothing. Yeah, and and the fact ESPN is so big now. They have an ESPN news channel. Yeah, you're done. That's never off. Yeah. So, yeah. Love it. Well, my douchebag of the week. Ooh. Is <laughs> someone really hates this family? Uh, this comes from ES uh, MSNBC in Gaines, New York. Police say they're trying to determine what caused a septic tanker truck to crash off a western New York road and slam into the wall of a home before coming to rest in the living room. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> the Orleans County Sheriff's Department said the homeowners weren't home when the, drive, when the truck driven by 35-year-old Russell Calkins of Abilene crashed Thursday morning in Gaines, a rural town 30 miles west of Rochester. Calkins apparently lost control of the truck, which crossed the center line, stopped, uh, hit a stop sign, and continued moving until it crashed through the garage attached to a, west, a ranch home and ended up in the living room, according <laughs> to the NBC affiliate. Uh, Calkins was transported to uh, Rochester Hospital for treatment. Police say the truck was carrying 200 gallons of fresh water, which, some of which spilled out, and a separate load of 300 gallons of waste product, uh. which they said didn't leak. Uh. Yeah, but uh, but of course the home is declared uninhabitable after the crash. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah there's really nothing else to say. I mean, you know, you have shit that happens. Oh, it's a Stephen wrong to say. You know, stuff happens. But, no shit happens, yeah. dude. That's right to say. <laughs> you know, but you got to figure, God must really hate you if he wants to get rid of your home and you're going to have a septic tanker truck crash through your home. Ugh. Ugh. That's God's way of saying, I shit on you. Yeah. Uh, what are your, what are your, uh, I have no segue. Yeah, no segue. No. Um, so the whole Twilight vampire fetish is getting kind of odd. Okay. <laughs> Bristol, Tennessee. Police in Tennessee were called to a funeral home where workers found two intruders sleeping inside caskets. Yeah. I'm atheist and that creeps me out. <laughs> I, I don't want to sleep in that. Um, the employees at Weaver's Funeral Home in Bristol um, called police around 10.30 a.m. on Tuesday. He's sleeping in, too, yeah. which is funny. Uh, on Tuesday after finding two <laughs> men... <laughs> finding two men after... <laughs> asleep in caskets. The men fled through a window after police were alerted, the Bristol Herald Courier reports. One man escaped, because he flew away. <laughs> nice. <sighs> yes. But police caught and arrested Barrett Lance Hartsock. He must have been a newbie. Yeah. Didn't get his fucking bat wings yet. <laughs> who who was charged with burglary and vandalism? Over $1,000 uh, to be paid. Police said that there was more than $9,000 in damage done to the caskets the two men were sleeping with. Were they fucking in them? <laughs> so, <coughs> that's funny. Moving uh, right along. This, oh my God. this I cleverly titled, What a Bitch. 
<laughs> because this is something that not all women do, thankfully, but there are a select few women that do do this, and it is probably the douchiest move that any woman can do to a dude. A uh, woman lies about being pregnant, hits X with brick. <laughs> I'm talking about the pregnancy part's pretty... But, I mean, the, the hitting him with a brick is pretty douchey, too. Jesus. Um, this happened in Louisville, Kentucky, of course. I mean, Louisville, Kentucky. Police said two people got into a physical altercation with a woman. When a woman, not with a woman, but when a woman, went to her ex-boyfriend's house to tell him she was pregnant, even though she wasn't. According to arrest records, 20-year-old Charity Moore... Nice name, Charity. So what strip club does she perform at? I know. Uh, no, really. What, what strip club? Yeah. Do you know? Went to her ex-boyfriend's house on Monday to tell him she was pregnant. Police said Moore became upset with her ex-boyfriend after he knocked a pregnancy test out of her hand. This is probably like, bitch, you lying! Uh, Moore began hitting her ex, according to arrest reports. The ex-boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend then struck Moore to get her to stop attacking him, police said. Which, by the way, is legal. If if a woman is repeatedly hitting hitting you, mm. you can basically hit her. I'm not advocating this. I'm just saying. I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> if a woman is repeatedly like punching you in the face, you can hit her with equal or less strength, which basically means you can't because they're always going to say you hit her harder. Yeah. You know. So just grab her by the arms, put them behind her back. That's what I did. Um, Moore then picked up a brick and threw it at her ex's head. So equal or lesser force. (laughs) Giving him a mild concussion, police said. According to a rest report, Moore is not actually pregnant. She was charged with second degree assault. Now see, the reason I was telling you that little legal thing is because he wasn't charged with shit. (laughs) God. Yeah. So, pretty, I mean, don't, if you're a young lady listening to this podcast, never lie to a man and say that you're pregnant because you will get fucked up. (laughs) I guarantee you that most men will will lose their shit because that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's called trapping. Entrapment, dude. Entrapment. Trapping. It's called trap because that's some ghetto shit to do. It's <laughs> called trapping. My number one douchebag. Your number one douchebag. Number one. One, one, one. Deuce, 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 deuce bag. You know, I was thinking that what we should do when we, uh, we should do a douchebag segment um, for like, uh, since we're going to, uh, since we already announced that we're going to be doing some video stuff. Boom. We should do reenacting. We should get some people to reenact some of this douchebag shit. Oh, that's that's <laughs> a little too funny. <laughs> some know, of it, like, maybe not all of like it. Like this one, you know, you have like you have a uh, you know like you playing the chicken, you have Asian Fury. Yeah, I'm pregnant. And then we have on the bottom big letters reenactment. <laughs> oh my god, you know what? That is a fucking splendid idea. <laughs> Number one douchebag. Number one douchebag. GameStop. Is my number one douchebag. I agree with this. Yes. Um, <laughs> earlier this week, I, I wrote an article. Earlier last week, I'm sorry. I, I wrote an article about um, the game Dusex Human Revolution and a problem that GameStop had with them. Now, the PC the PC versions of Dusex Human Re- Revolution came with a really cool coupon where you could get the copy of the game on the on live service for free. It's kind of cool, you know, it's a, it's a way to check out online because you're going to get a high-profile game for free. Right. Really, you're not going to get it for free because you already bought it, but now you can play it on online, check out their service. Right. GameStop didn't like this because GameStop has, uh, they just bought Impulse. I forget what they're calling it now, but they, they have a digital distribution service as well. Um, so they they officially said, 
where where is the quote? They said we're basically they said we're not in the business of. Oh, here it is, right here. GameStop also made an official statement. <laughs> this is funny for my article. This is me. I'm quoting myself. GameStop also made an official statement on its Facebook page as well. I sometimes forget that Facebook is considered a viable way to put out official statements these days. Uh, quote from GameStop. Regarding the Deusex Deuce Human Revolutions on live codes, we don't make a habit of promoting competitive services without a formal partnership. Now, I'm with that. That that, that makes sense. Right, 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 right. Um, Square Enix packed the competitor's coupon with our DXHR, which is Deusex Human Resolution product, without our prior knowledge, and we did pull, pull these coupons. I'm going to cut the quote off because the rest of it's bullshit. Um, now, by pull these coupons, they ain't fucking around. Now, that isn't a form of... Uh, that isn't a... How should I say? Um, that isn't a polite way. No, no, no. Yeah. They literally pulled the coupons out of the games. They told their employees to open, open the PC versions of Deusex Human Revolution and pull out the on-live coupons close the box, then sell the box to the customers. Now, this is in a world where if I breathe on a PC game, I can't return it. Right. Right. But they can give me copies open, right? So you're telling me all the little teenagers that they hire at GameStop, not one of them is going, you know what? I could steal some of these keys. Yeah. And I like, give them to my friends, or I could sell them or for 20 sell bucks them. a yeah, pop. Sell them. You know, this is a big, high-profile game. You know what I mean? This isn't fucking Barbie's Pony Adventures. This is Two Sex Human Revolution. So hey, don't knock the pony. Don't don't knock the pony. Oh, I'm not knocking it, baby, okay, unless just... she asks. Um, <laughs> another problem I have with this is GameStop's claim of they didn't know. Well, that's your fucking problem. Every game company, the good ones anyway, <laughs> put out lists of what promotions are going to be attached to what game. Now, who made New Sex Human Revolution? Fucking Square Enix. This isn't some mom and pop operation operating out of someone's garage. This is this isn't the lazy fucking eating. This isn't the <laughs> lazy, lazy geeks here, okay? Or sometimes we fail to email each other. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is Square Enix. This is the people that brought you so many games. Final Fantasy, to name a few. I just say Final Fantasy, and you should Kingdom know what's Hearts. up. Kingdom Hearts, Chrono Trigger. I mean, huge, huge fucking company. Um, they put out lists like that. Don't fucking tell me they don't. So GameStop's problem is not knowing what the fuck they're doing. Now, no, they knew what they were doing. They were just using that as an excuse. Exactly. Now, to cover up, or to say sorry, they, they did offer anyone who bought that copy, which I, I don't think was many, because I wouldn't buy a fucking game that was opened. Yeah. Unless they closed it and didn't tell anybody. Um, whoever bought that, because the box doesn't stipulate there's a coupon inside. So they might have just yeah. opened it and took it out. Anyone who bought that, uh, a box of that game, PC version of Two Six Revolution, so if you did, go back to GameStop, they will give you a $50 gift card to the store. That's at the cool. Si at the same time, take your dick and smack them across the head exactly. with it. Exactly. Not only, um, not only are they giving that, but they're giving like a buy, buy one, get one 50% off as well, on top of the 50%. So you could buy a game and then get one half off. So that, that's, that's cool. But, there's a trust issue here. I mean, you're, you're, opening something that I'm supposed to buy for you for $50. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Now, okay, you're giving me a $50 gift card, so now it's free. It's a pain in the ass, dude. 
Like if I bought the if I bought an open PC game and I didn't know it, and then I brought it home and the key wasn't inside, and I go back and say, "Hey, there's no fucking key in here. Did you open this system? Oh yeah, we did open it because we were told to open it." I would slap you in the fucking face because basically you opened my shit. Yeah, and that's fucked up. Yeah, and, and I, when I when I can't even return open shit. Yeah. So then, what's to say? I mean, if GameStop didn't write it right today, or I'm sorry, Friday, say, "Oh, we'll give you a gift card if you bought it," you know, bring your receipt or whatever. If they didn't say that, you're fucked. Yeah. Because you could go, well, there was no key in here. It's like, oh, you can't return PC games. Yeah. You know, and you'd be fucked. Because there's only some teenage twat sitting behind the fucking counter. Let's get one of those hot chicks. And even then, you're probably fucked anyway, and not in a good way. Because there are a few hot chicks that work at GameStop. Yeah. Um, Unless you work it differently and, you know. But that goes into a total another. Yeah. I'm lost in thought now. Okay. Douchebags. Just plain out. I mean, that, that's it's disrespectful to the consumer. Um, it's irresponsible to the consumer as yeah. well. I mean, you're putting that kind of response. Yeah, they say in the official letters, "We instructed our employees." That sounds great if you were a fucking Fortune 500 company, yeah. but you're a company that employs fucking 16 year olds. If I was 16, I'd be stealing them fucking keys. And man. not to mention, for me, it would be as a consumer reading this, going, "Well, what he- else have they done?" Yeah, they never got caught on. Exactly. Know. So, you know. so I don't know. The fifty dollar card is pretty sweet. I mean, it's it, they are saying sorry, or whatever, but still, fucking, you should have known better. Yeah, you know. So for me, that's a bigger trust issue than the whole PSN thing, to be honest. Yeah, with you. and I'm surprised Square Enix isn't bitching. Yeah, they might be, and they haven't reported it. Well, yeah, nobody's gonna say yeah. They're they're, pretty also, a, they're also a Japanese company yeah. too, so they might be doing it under the rug. Yeah, but they probably that, they probably took their liaison and had him commit Harry Carey. Yeah. Boom! Colombian necktie, yeah. dude. You need to die honorably. <laughs> <laughs> Fall on this sword. I love it. Oh, man. Japanese people are awesome. I need an epic person, dude. Throw epic me person. one. Uh, I know we talked about it earlier, and mostly because, you know, and I, you know, I can imagine what he's going through uh, health-wise. You know, I, I've lost two parents, too. Um, not to this particular form of uh, cancer, but I, I've lost them in my life, and I and I can imagine, you know, plus being a person that probably thrived on being hands on and in the company and having to finally admit I can't do this anymore. I had to give Steve Jobs as my epic person of the week, mostly because of the fact that while he was there, he did a lot of good innovatively. Yeah, you, you know, we covered this all before. He was very innovative. He he really. Push because of the iPhone, we have smartphones. Yep. You know, because of iTunes, we had all those other, you know, the the new Napster and all those other. Because because of the iPad, we have tablets. Yeah. Because of the iPad, we have tablets, and and that sparks innovation. Somebody who comes up with the idea and creates something, and everybody else goes, "Oh my God, why didn't we think of that?" And then of course they have to develop themselves. Or the, the another thing too um, that I'm starting to notice PCs doing as well is the all-in-one computer. Yes. Where everything's in the monitor. Apple did that first with the iMac. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, I was talking to Sapien earlier about this younger generation, this new generation, which that some reason seems to have this sense of entitlement that I don't want to have to work to be successful. I either want to be famous because of those people like on the Jersey Shore or a reality show. I want to be famous for being a douchebag. Yeah, I want to be famous like that or, yeah, well, or as I, as I told a story to uh, Sapien, where old man dude works in a retail shop 
17-year-old girl comes in and wanted to apply for manager position. No experience, but just felt that she should be a manager. She shouldn't have to work and actually work her way up to become a manager. She uh, was cute, wasn't she? Uh, I'm assuming so. Yeah, because she's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and the place where, where Sapien and I used to work, where we first where yeah. we met, a lot of those kids in college but thought that the job that they were doing was too beneath them. And it's like, really? You know, and, and to, you know, to, to it's kind of sad because to it, you either innovate or you die. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be famous for doing something. And I think... You know, Steve Jobs is one of those guys. Love him or hate him, you have to respect the man. Yep. Because here's a guy who took his passion and, you know, was able to create and innovate everything and has impacted everything. So, you know, I he's for me he's my uh, he's my epic person of the week because you know like like we like we said before, you know, you you can say what you want about the business practices, but technologically. You can't you if you sit there and say oh Apple ain't that you're lying to yourself. Yeah. You know, he made Apple, so you know, and literally he did. <laughs> and then Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak. So and Steve Wozniak is really that is the true hacker. Steve yeah. Wozniak is a god in, is. In, com- in the computer world. He he. Steve Jobs is an innovator, and but more on the business side and the decision making. Um, Steve Wozniak was the one that created the Apple II. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he made that shit in his garage. I was actually watching him on Piers Morgan yesterday. The guy is so happy. He's always happy. He's always happy. You never see him upset. Yeah, and and, and Woz is just he's he has that true hacker mentality. Yeah, I just do it. I just I do it. I, people should have it. And honestly, if it wasn't for Steve, this mm-hmm. might be a negative for Steve. If it wasn't for <laughs> Steve Jobs, then Apple might have been free. Yeah. <laughs> so he was he Wozniak was kind of leaning more towards the open source world. Yeah. And I mean the the uh, Apple operating system is based on a Unix structure. So um, who knows how that would have worked out? But mm-hmm. Steve Jobs really took an idea and he he made a company out of it. Yeah. And now it's one of the largest computer companies in America. Yeah. Like uh Waz said yesterday, he said he goes the thing he goes when I when I knew Steve at uh, he goes when we were going to school together, he goes, he never took the classes they told him to take. He goes, he just took whatever he wanted to. He goes, because he felt I should be able to take whatever I want. I shouldn't have to take what you tell me to. Yeah. They go, so he did. He did whatever he wanted because that was his passion. And he goes, I was passionate about, you know, literature or whatever. He would take that. And, 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 you know, to that to that end, I think that, yeah, I think we should have, we're paying for college. We should be able to say, okay, this is what we want to do. I want to make films. So why should I take statistics to help me achieve that? Yeah. To achieve that The uh, general studies class. Yeah, the, it's like, I, 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 why? because nobody wants to take it. That's no. the real thing. Nobody wants people to take it. People go to college <laughs> to be, you know... Or director or whatever. Nobody wants to take geometry. Yeah. It just... I don't know. Yeah. But... That's what, a, that's what a director of photography... If I want to know the angle of something, that's what I hired the director of photography Boom. for. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... I'll take a hiring class. Yeah, that's yeah. A- <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah. Do we have a class on the casting couch? Yeah. I'm going to need that for nice. sure. <laughs> give me your uh, epic person. Yeah, I'm going to give my epic person out to Bioware, which is kind of interesting because they've been on the fail side a few times. Um, recently, uh, oh my god, what's his name? I'm sorry. Dr. Ray Muzaka, 
the CEO of Bioware. This top dog. Doctor. I don't know what he's a doctor of, but that's kind of cool. Um, he bought it online. Yeah. <laughs> we should do that. We should buy the doctor online. <laughs> He was, he was at Gamescom, like everybody else, and he was discussing uh, Dragon Age 3. He was also discussing the... the I see a typo in my article. Oops. Um, uh, mixed reviews uh, of Dragon Age 2. Um, currently, Dragon Age 2 holds an 82 press score average on Metacritic and a 4.2 out of 10 user score average. Oh, pretty, pretty bad. And honestly, I, I have Dragon Age 2, and I liked it at first... But it just... It's not Dragon Age Origins. It, you burn out. I'm actually thinking about trading it in. And I'm a... You can ask yeah, Nomad. I'm a huge Bioware fan. Like, I, I... You're trying to get me into Origins. I love it. You know, I, or I still play Origins. I mean, Origins is an amazing game. Was it Origins or Orgies? Don't get in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let me know about the second one. Um, so, quoting the man. He says, One of the core values of Bioware is that we take feedback really seriously. And we know that the core fans who were expecting more Dragon Age Origins, we have to respond to that. We're not willing to ignore that. We're going to take that head on. Uh, this makes me happy, to be honest. I enjoyed Dragon Age 2, but didn't find it nearly as enjoyable or as open as Dragon Age 1. Some of the game's mechanics, ch some of the game mechanic changes made sense and allowed for a different yet enjoyable experience, although the game didn't feel as open or epic as the first, which is a problem for a Bioware RPG. It, it moved more towards... There was less customization. Some of the some of the things were clunky. The game... And Bioware's not known for that. So that's another big problem. So it's one thing to have kind of a, a hit-or-miss RPG, right. but a hit-or-miss Bioware RPG, people are expecting a little bit more. These are the people that make Mass Effect. Yeah. Back in the day, all the Dragon... The um, Dra Dungeon and Dragons games. I mean, these top players. Um, he goes on... We also have an obligation to our new fans, the ones who were surprised and delighted with some new approaches and accessibility in terms of action and combat What with um, Dragon Age 3. What we need to do as developers is to take that feedback from both sets of fans to hide and see about marrying that in future games in the Dragon Age franchise. I think that the team has actually got a great plan. I think the team the team is going to have some things that are going to surprise both sets of fans, but core fans and new fans... Both core fans and new fans with a marriage of these ideas. Uh, the best from both games, Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2. And we look forward more to talk, talking about that in the future. So the reason Bioware, because he's a CEO of Bioware, so Bioware is my epic person. Um, the reason why this is an epic person is because you can tell that, one, they're listening to the fans. Um... 4.2 out of 10 user is a bad score. It also, but that score also says that some people did like it. Almost half. Right? Right. So, him saying that we need to, t we need to t pay attention to what was good in the first game and what was good in the second game, combine those, kick out the bad out of both, and then make Dragon Age 3. I think this right here just shows that Bioware is a company that is going to always succeed. They're always going to... I mean, they might have some hit and misses, but they're always going to keep making excellent titles. Because if they keep thinking like this, and they keep listening to the fans, and they'll be fine. There's really not going to be a problem. Uh, the Dragon Age series, I've read some of the books. I mean, it's a wonderful world and series. Dragon Age 2, 
you know, it missed the mark. But I think Dragon Age three, maybe they'll they'll learn from that and they'll they'll Dragon Age three with shit. You know, so just epic person, Bioware keeping it fucking fresh, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little too serious. Yeah, so I wanted gotta, to gum it up. I was getting teary-eyed. About... <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think now it's time for a couple of site comments. Uh, Cameron, in regard to my fifty-two um, DC's fifty-two deals, where I was talking about fifty-two number ones are uh, for, for ninety-nine. Uh, he goes, from what I understand, they can't. Uh, um, you can get all fifty-twos for ninety-nine, or they can be one hundred percent returnable, not both. Still a great deal. I'm. Um, uh, he's. I'm doing it. Uh, it. It depends. It depends on what companies you're going with because some will offer the. Um, you can exchange them for other stuff, or you know you can, uh, or you can do the whole just straight fifty two at ninety nine. So there, there. It depends on which store you're going to. That's why a lot of deals have a lot of different ones. I, I even found one that was doing fifty twos for like some ridiculously low price. Yeah, it was less than ninety nine. And a lot, a lot of this is coming out of the the owners. Yeah, a lot of this is coming out of the owner's pocket, and some of it's sanctioned by DC. I yeah. mean, they really are putting all their eggs in a basket with this one. Yeah, so it, it depends that... Uh, it, it Some some companies will say, well, it's all 52, or they're 100% returnable, and some will even do both. So it just depends on who you're getting them from. Uh, Night Owl, and actually, in regards to your... Oh, I'll, read, I'll read it then. Right. <laughs> This is the one part of the uh, show notes I forgot to do, because it's the newest part, so I always forget. Night Owl 123, by the way, Night Owl, that's a sick fucking name. Um, Just a quote you gave. Yeah, he, qu- he quotes the article, and, which is the general idea of the article, and then he says, I found this comment very interesting, and it, it makes me wonder if they are planning on returning to Origins and somehow combining both storylines of the Warden and Hawk. Uh, the Warden... Um, being from the first Hawk, the storyline of Hawk being um, in the second game. That's me just explaining it. It will it will be interesting to see what they plan on doing. I can't wait for them to release more information. At least we have confirmation there's going to be a Dragon Age 3. And when more information comes out, my friend, I will tell you about <laughs> it. Uh, CM Rock 93 in regards to my uh, Fright Night review. It's a nice review. The tone may, um, may be all over the place, but it's still, it was a lot of fun in the Bloods, guts, and gore flying at you with the good performances from the cast, especially Pharaoh. Seems like he was having a ball with the, with this role, which I agree. And um, I have my review up on um, on thelazygeeks.com. Oh, uh, that uh, yeah, and, and it, it, I'm going to be mentioning this this movie again, so I'll save for the rest of my comments for them. Uh, Scarecrow, in regards to my <laughs> new Hellraiser one, slight inaccuracy. The rights would not be become any quotes my thing. Uh, my comment of become available to anyone else to pick it up. He goes, it simply, um, he goes, but it would simply revert to the previous outright owners, which was in, in this case, Disney. And um, I, I, I replied saying that, yeah, that's what happens when you do your, do an article late at night and you're quite, you, you reread it and it sounds good. Drunk. Dr- yeah. Stoned. Stoned or whatever, but uh, <laughs> I did make the change. And, and actuality, it was one of those that I kind of, got caught up in two separate things at the same time and you know when you're trying to you know you, your mind is racing faster than your fingers yeah so uh, I do it sometimes yeah but uh, yeah so that's our that's the side comments for the week thanks for the comments guys uh, this week's recommendation on the movie side very t- <laughs> two distinctly different movies uh, I'm recommending Fright Night I know it's done it hasn't done that well in the box office I, I and I said you know I said that they're flaw, especially with the 3D flaw 
wasn't great use of the 3D, but as a movie, I thought this movie was was fun. Colin Farrell was great, Anton Yelton was amazing, and obviously David Tennant was fantastic as uh, as Peter Vincent. Uh, the movie did extremely well um, as far as being true to the original. Nice cameo in it too. Uh, did very good with um, keeping to the original. Uh, changed a few little things, made them a little less cheesy, but I, I thought they all seemed like to, like they were having a really good time in it. Um, and I, I think it's it's worth checking out. I, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, stupid crazy love. Um, I did. Um, I have another web. I have another blog that I do, which is called uh, uh, Writer's Anger. WordPress.com, and uh, I, <laughs> I I wrote the conundrum of a romantic comedy. And this movie isn't really a romantic comedy, but it is funny because it stars Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, um, uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, and Emma Emma Stone, and uh, the movie falls into one of the into one of the areas that I that I talk about in that one of the things that people seem to always do and I hate but overall it worked out well the story was funny and it, it for me it actually took me into a direction that I didn't think it would go yeah so it was a lot of fun I, I think it's a really a really good movie and it, I think it, it, it's a little real there's some areas that you kind of figure nah, I doubt that would happen but of course it's a movie what do you <laughs> expect uh, but I, I thought it was great the performances were all good and were all even and I just, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, go ahead and check that one out. So what do you got to review, you History Channel, you? Ooh. <laughs> so uh, it's it's no secret in my circle of friends that I enjoy history. Um, and also, I was really sick yesterday <laughs> and was a slave to Netflix because I wasn't moving much. Um, Pawn Stars. This is I'm not a big reality show guy which no men should be. But uh, this show is amazing. It's a, um, it's about a pawn store, or pawn shop right off the strip in Vegas. And they bring, it's just stuff that they bring in, how their business is run. Also, I mean, the cool thing, and the difference between most reality shows is it's, it's centered around four guys. There's no women there. And I'm not, I'm not downing women, but I'm downing Hollywood. When you there, when Hollywood records women in a reality show, it needs to be dripping with drama, because that for some reason that's the only way women are in Hollywood's eyes. When they film men, they pretty much film men the way they are, yeah. bullshitting, you know, trying to get the work done. They're, they're not really fucking around. Um, it's the father who's who's an older man, his son, and then his son's son, and this guy Chumley who's so stupid. He's an idiot. You man. just it's amazing how stupid he is. Um, some of the stuff they bring in, though, if you if you enjoy history, we're talking like documents signed by John Hancock. I've um, seen I've seen some of those. Yeah. Right, like pins. What? Oh no! Uh, yeah, I saw one. I think it's from season two. It, they had. Uh, oh my god! What was it? Oh, it was part of the treasure from the Taj Mahal that sunk. Oh wow! But it was a chunk of it. Like it was still all joined together from being in the ocean for too long. I mean, just amazing shit. Um. They bought a hot air balloon once, a boat, <laughs> like just dumb shit. So this, the series is on Netflix streaming, which we all know you all have. So go check it out. It's, it's half an hour episodes. It's, it's really fun. Like it's, it's a good show. All right. Well, 
I think that about does it for us. But of course, before we head out, we want to remind you all to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash the Lazy Geeks, one word. Twi- you can follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, one word. Or you can follow myself at lazy underscore nomad. Or you can follow Sapien over there at lazy underscore sapien. Uh, YouTube channel. First YouTube show in the planning stages. <laughs> Getting ready to put that together. The latest, for you. the latest update right now is my test run of an Eve Online video, <laughs> which is very, very boring yeah. and only in 320. <laughs> so enjoy that. So far, we've got kind of, kind of an idea we're going to do, and we're going to. I'm going out and getting some stuff to it. Uh, it's, it sounds. I'm actually kind of excited for it. It sounds kind of fun, yeah. and, and the fact that it's kind of coming close to our one year of, of doing the site and stuff like that, it's kind of cool kind of like our next step yeah uh the evolution the evolution <laughs> then uh you can, so be sure to subscribe to us on youtube at uh the lazy geeks one word again google plus lazy geeks lazy geeks yes because uh, i got really sick and tired of trying to figure <laughs> out that naming crap uh and um oh but it, well, uh, one thing that reminded real quick was every time you were referring to an article you wrote and you kept mentioning lazy i always think about like wolf blitzer when i watch the cnn where he goes yeah, I wrote a blog about it at CNN dots forward slash the the uh, the Situation Room. You know, <laughs> and, and it's just like yes. it, it's like every time they mention it, plug is on, and I just start laughing. <laughs> also, though, if um if you need an invite to Google Plus, it's actually really cool. Yeah, it is. Really, I think I think it's got some potential. Just just throw us an email at thelazygeeks at gmail dot com, and I will send you an invite. And also too. Um, don't mind that Facebook is trying to copy them now. With, oh yeah, uh, yeah with, with the, the circles, yeah, with the circles yeah, and the privacy. That. That's that, amazing. That, yeah, I was like, wow, that was blatant. Yeah, yeah. Facebook uh, doesn't give a shit. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, all the music on this podcast was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So uh, that about does it for us. So make sure to comment on the on this podcast on iTunes or whatever you use, even on the website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, the good, the bad, the sexy, and the ridiculous. If you have any comments or ideas for future topics, go ahead and hit us up on the website or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So until next week, peace out. <laughs>